Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. So, welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Gail and I are going to be talking about, well, some of the books that we're reading and also some of the things that have come out towards the tail end of July, early August. Because there's, um, I don't know, we have a few, we have a few good things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, So should we start out with what are you reading right now? Sure. So I am currently reading three books um, because that's what one does. Uh, I am, um, I'm about two thirds of the way through everything here is beautiful. And I started that on audio and I did not like it on audio and I know how much you liked it and I've stuck with it. And I have to say it's much better in print than on audio. And so I'm liking it more and I'm excited to finish it. So before I felt like I was just kind of slogging through it and now I am enjoying it more. What do you think makes the difference with that? See, that's why I, I can be really, you know, I've said before that I'm super picky about what I listen to on audio because I think that I definitely have read some things where I know I would have liked it better if I had um, read it in print. Well, in the case of this book, I think it's because the subject matter is pretty serious. It's about two sisters, one of whom has mental illness. And the sh- the narration shifts from sister to sister, and then also involving uh, one of the partners of one of the sisters. And I'm finding that the narration of the sister named Lucia, who is the one who has mental illness, is very chirpy and upbeat and kind of um, kind of this like quirky sing-songy narration that does not mm. fit what is going on in the story. Doesn't right. doesn't fit the gravitas or just the tenor of the book, especially for her sections. The section that were the sections that were told by Manny are um, told with a pretty strong Latino accent and because he is uh, from Ecuador and maybe it's just the accent. It, the, um, it, it, it just sort of, I, I, either I find it distracting or I, I don't like the inflection of the words. Like, I don't think it's communicating much emotion, whereas that character actually did feel a fair amount of emotion and fear and love for his daughter and things like that. So I didn't like either of those two narrators. And then the third narrator who plays the sister, the other sister, was fine, but not great. So as a result, like the entire reading, listening experience was, I think, did not do justice to the book. Right. So it had nothing to do with the subject matter of the book per se. It's not like, oh, that's not the type of book that lends itself well to audio. I just think it was poorly cast. Right. Yeah. I just felt for everyone in that book, you know, um, it it just seems so timely to me, especially with the immigration issues, the fact that he is from Ecuador and he is in this country illegally and he's trying to deal with her with just so few resources and so much fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
And then the tension between the sisters. I just thought she did a lot of things really well. So I'm glad that you are enjoying it a little bit more. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you encouraged me to stick with it. So what else? Okay, so the other one is The Midwife of Hope River. It's I think the subtitle is A Diary of a Depression-Era Midwife or something like that. And it's kind of what it is. It's literally the diary of a midwife. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. fictional, but it's about a midwife in Depression era West Virginia who has to deliver all these babies because she's the only midwife around. And there's not a, tr- a whole lot of plot. Like, it's basically like you go from birth to birth. Then she's kind of got like a budding love interest with a vet who lives down the road. And she's sharing her house with an African American younger woman who turns out to sort of be her assistant. So, I mean, you get some nice like color about like the hard scrabble life that they live and, you know, there's so much poverty around in these mines. And she's got this background where she used to, she, she was formerly married to someone who was like a, a union advocate. So you get like this nice sense of what West Virginia was like in that time. There's, again, not a whole lot of plot. Like, when they call it a diary, it really is a diary. Right. So, it's fine. It's not like I can't put it down, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that is the one that I read. I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like a good historical fiction. Right. And then I just started a new audiobook because I'm not listening to Everything Here is Beautiful on audio anymore. And I think you may have read this, but I'm not sure. It's a thriller. Um... And it's The Last Mrs. Parrish. Oh, I abandoned that one. You did. Why? I did. Um, I could tell where it was going, and I just didn't feel like that kind of vitriolic, abusive type story. Mm. <laughs> I was just, yeah, pretty quickly I figured out what it was going to be, and um, I just wasn't in the headspace for it. Got it. And it didn't seem like it was, it's not like it was written in a way that I felt like it was offering anything new. It was pretty, um, you know, pretty straight, straightforward writing. So it was just sort of, you know, why? (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I downloaded an auto on, um, overdrive Mm -hmm. and I was like in such a rush, wasn't paying attention and it gives you the option of how many days you want to keep the book out. Oh, and you chose a, a smaller amount? Yes, I chose 14, even though 21 was an option. Meanwhile... Yeah. I think I, you should set your default. I know, I, I and it won't let you change it once it's set. No. Nope. So yes, I should change the default. So, meanwhile, my commute just went from, like, 20 to 25 minutes down to, like, 15, which is great, but it's less time to listen. So, so have you been walking, or you're still driving? Mm, I'm still driving, but... I mean, it, today was the first day, but, uh, like, it just means I have less time. So I don't know how, I mean, I'm, there's no way I'm going to finish the audio in two weeks with that kind of time in the car. So I'll just have to, I have the print, so I could just go back and forth. And it seems like if I get into this book, I could probably finish it off pretty fast because it's like one of those page turnery thriller things. Right. Yeah. That's a bummer that you didn't finish it. That's not a good sign. Um, it was totally a mood thing. I was like, this isn't going to add anything to my life. I know where it's going. And it's sort of, you know, I think I I was sort of feeling about it the way you feel about, um, what's that B.A. Paris book? 
behind the closed next door, doors. Behind closed doors. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was giving off those kinds of vibes to me. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're only getting to read it 15 minutes at a time, you may not have hit that part yet. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What are you reading right now? So I did start um, the Great Believe the Great. Oh. Believers? The, the Great Believers. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, good. I'm trying to push that on my book club. <laughs> it reads really fast. Um, I told you I ran into someone from my book club, and she said she was 70 pages in, and she was waiting for the story to start. I don't know. I just find it really fascinating. It goes. It alternates back and forth between 1985 Chicago and... Um, 2015, where this woman is looking for her daughter who had been in a cult. And she's trying to find out, I guess, if she's still in that cult or what's going on with her. And she runs into people from her past. So um, the 1985 storyline basically is about... um, It's the same woman, she's younger, but it's told from the point of view of one of her brother's friends. And the novel starts off when her brother... um, dies of AIDS. So it's a lot about, you know, Chicago at that time and AIDS testing and, and activism and this group of friends and how it basically just decimates them and how this affects this woman's life, you know, how it's affected her relationship with her daughter. Um, and it's just really good. I mean, it's just so interesting. I mean, the first maybe 20 pages, they start out, um, and they're at, they're at Nico's funeral. And there's just so much going on that I think initially it's a bit difficult, you know, when you meet a whole bunch of characters and stories at the same time. But as you get to know them and it goes along, it's just, it's been reading really quickly because I just started okay. a, day, a day or two ago. And, I, and um, I think I have like 50 pages left to finish. So. Oh my God, that was fast. It's like a 412 page book. Wow. Yeah, so that that is that's really good. Um, I'm excited to read that. I just proposed that as one of three books for book clubs, so I have to see what. People what were think. the other two? Um, the other two are A Place for Us. Uh, I forgot her name. The one about the like. Oh right, the, the one that, that's the wedding. Yeah, yeah, it's like doesn't it take place at a wedding? Is that the one that Sarah Jessica Parker picked for her book club? Yes, I think it is. Yes. And um, I just tried to push red clocks on them again for the second time. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens. Because I'm excited to read any of those three. So, Anything in particular of those three that you're really rooting for? Um, no, maybe The Great Believers. Actually, I think I'm pushing for red clocks because I started it and it looked really good. And then I ended up putting it down for some reason. So I, I'd be psyched to pick it up again. But I think I'll probably get to all three of those at some point this year. So... I don't really care. I'm listening to the new Megan Abbott. What is that called? Oh, Gail, why do you do this to me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dare me? No, no I, that was the last one. Let's see. I'm looking up right now to see what. Okay, latest psychological thriller. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. So I'm listening to "Give Me Your Hand" by Megan Abbott. That's a pretty good pick to listen to because it's suspenseful 
Um, Megan Abbott has this way of writing. It's so atmospheric, and she always makes like it's um, what do you call it when you're? Oh, gosh, it's like when you make sounds that sound like what it would sound like, or onomatopoeic. Onomatopoeia. Is it onomatopoeia? Yeah. So there's always a lot of that, and it just lends itself really well to listening to it on audio. Nice. Um, And so basically it's about these two women who were friends in high school, and there is some kind of secret, and then they don't see each other, and then they both meet again when they are working at this very competitive lab, and they each want to be one of three fellows who work, who are working on this super exciting science project. So of course, I think their dynamic and their friendship from the past and all of that is supposed to be, will be coming up. Hmm. Okay. Um, do you read, have you, have you read her? No. Gosh, she writes so much about women's relationships, um, teenage female friendships, I think you would like her. Okay. I kind of always sort of chalked her up with, like, thriller stuff. There's always a mystery aspect because it seems like, you know, there's something going on that you don't know about the, you know, like, what's usually what's driving the dynamic of the relationship. But it is very um, rooted in domestic drama and trauma. So Okay. uh, That, I know that's your specialty. Yes, (laughs) for sure. For sure. So you're reading, you're listening to that, and you're reading. Um, and I'm reading the Great, the Great Believers. Believers. Okay, cool. I'm also reading a book that is, if it has not come out already, it will be coming out soon. It's called Meet Me at the Museum. Oh, I think I picked it. Did you pick that up at um, Speed Dating? I think so. I know I got it at some point during BA. It's actually coming out on August seventh. It's so good. I'm looking it up to see if this is what I'm thinking it was. It's totally epistolary about this woman who, um, I don't know, basically he has, he's lost his, it's about this man who works in a museum and he's lost his wife. And this woman who, her friend has just died and they were interested in checking out this exhibit of the Tallinn man. And they never did it, and she dies before they do it. So she has a question, and she writes to a professor who had been in contact with her, who worked at the museum, and who had worked on that exhibit. But of course, he's like elderly, or he's died by this time. So she starts, a curator responds to her, and she starts a correspondence with him. And they basically share their lives um, back and forth with each other. So it's like mixing in stuff about the museum stuff about, you know, like history and how people used to live and just, you know, their lives that I think both of them are feeling sort of trapped and they're able to find, I don't know, some kind of communion with each other. But then I think she's supposed to, you know, suddenly she stops answering his letters. So there's a bit of a mystery there as well. Okay. I definitely picked that one up there. So I'm psyched to uh, try it. But it's really well done. And so far, it's completely, you know, it's just their letters to each other about things that are happening in their lives and their musings and, you know, regrets and really interesting. Cool. Okay. All right. So we're going to look at a couple of books that are coming out 
in the next week or two, or that may have just come out in the last week or two that we haven't yet covered on the show so that people can um, pick, pick, pick them new, up. Yeah. Pick up some new last, you know, last part of summer beach reads. Um, okay. So my first one is called Vox and this is like dystopian um, feminist book about it says it's set in an America where half the population has been silenced. Vox is the harrowing, unforgettable story of what one woman will do to protect herself and her daughter. So I think women are no longer allowed to speak more than 100 words a day. And this is happening in America. And so, and they get some painful shock or something if they speak more yes, than that. Yes, right. So there are like physical consequences of that. So, that so terrible. So terrible. So... Um, I'm flipping through Goodreads and reviews are generally pretty good. I'm seeing a five, a four, a three, and a one. Okay, so they're all over the map. So <laughs> I guess it's a controversial book. So I picked this one up at BEA, I think in uh, maybe in um, speed dating? I don't remember. No, I wasn't speed dating. I got this at the booth. And um, I'm excited to read it, and I think I also have this on audio now, so I maybe I'll add this to audio at some point. So right. that's the premise of this book, and it sounds like a good read. It's going to be really important now for you to really have it in print since you have such a small commute. I know. Unless I start walking or, uh, well, I was going to say if I start biking, but I can't listen to my bike. So I'll have to figure out another time to get my audio in, like when I walk right. the dog or something. Right. Um, okay, so that's my first one. Oh, that comes out August um, 21st. So okay. a couple more weeks for that one. So I read this book called His Favorites by Kate Walbert. I've heard of her. Um, I wonder if you picked up the book. I got it at BEA, I'm pretty sure. I'm checking it out right now to see if it looks familiar. Um, his favorites. Let's see. So this book is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's super short. Oh, it's only a, I did pick this up. Yes. It's only 160 pages. Um, it's about this teenage girl who basically is responsible for killing her best friend. Like they, they go out one night and she's driving this golf cart and her best friend dies. And of course she can't stay in the town that she was living in where this has happened. So, you know, her parents are in the process of splitting up and they send her to boarding school where she becomes, um, uh, I wouldn't say she becomes, she, things happen to her. Like she is very vulnerable, as you can imagine, if, if you're feeling the guilt or feeling the responsibility of, of what's happened. She's vulnerable at the school she attends and it's sort of, it's about that. Why I'll say that it's not everyone's cup of tea is the narrative. It's um, it's one of those books that you get to the end, and I think that you see what the author has done, and either you'll really like that or you won't. You'll you, it'll make you appreciate the book or not. Um, but for 160 pages, it's definitely some work to get through through it, and that's just sort of the way the book is constructed. And like I said. It just really depends on if you sort of like to work for it a little bit and if you 
you know, I don't know if you want to go down the path that this author is taking you down, because there's definitely some slay of hand with the narrative. Um, So I can check that out. So, yeah, you can check it out. August 14th, it's coming out. Very of, it's very of the Me Too moment. (laughs) Oh, yes. Very timely. Um, my next one is one that you and I both picked up at the Buzz panel at BEA. It is called Ohio by Stephen Markley. And it is about four high school friends who reunite in their small town in Northeastern Ohio. And it covers the recession, um, the opioid crisis, Iraq and Afghan wars. I think it's set in 2013. And I think it is a pretty dark uh, but very timely book. I actually lent this to someone in my office, and she is reading it and says it's really good. So this, Oh. Yeah. She likes dark books, kind of like we do. So this is um, – it's also got this great cover. It's I love the cover. It's like a black – it's totally black, except the bottom is a picture. And they've blacked out the brand here, but it looks like a 7-Eleven with like a car parked in front, kind of a late model car. Right. And it's like, it just looks so like American and depressing. Like it's like rainy at night and stuff like that. So anyway. You can't wait to get your hands on it again. Yeah. I need her to finish it and give it back to me. So this is due. It's long too. It's 500 pages. Um, it is due out on August 21st, same as Fox. You've marked it as to read in good read. I have. Yeah. That's always a good sign. Um, looking at the people who've reviewed it already, that's eh, mixed. Fives, twos, threes, fours. So it's kind of all over the... Someone wrote... I feel like that is accurate. I mean, that's right for that book. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, I think I even said that, that from the flap copy, it's either going to be some a book that you really love and agree with what, all that's being said of it, all the hype, or, you're, or you won't. Right, <laughs> right. Or if you, it depends on what your tolerance is for bleakness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the depressing 7-Eleven, you know, if you, do, if you don't like it pretty bleak, I can't say that, I don't think that you're going to pick, I mean, this is, this cover is the antithesis of the <laughs> yes. girl in a dress cover. <laughs> yes. The likes. Or the, the cupcakes and the, the yeah, shoes. Yeah, the cupcakes and the shoes, the gauzy, gauzy beach hat, <laughs> like, I'm looking it, it at. It is not. It is not pastel. No. It is not, you know, it's very, teal It's also or pink. very male. Like, it's like, this is totally a guy book. You know, a guy author book, you can tell by the way it's being marketed. So, um, okay, so that was my second one. What is your second one? Well, to go to the opposite end of the spectrum, Miriam Parker's book is going is coming out, The Shortest Way Home. So it's sort of about this woman who is on the verge of being engaged and she is with her fiance. They go to wine country and she decides that she wants a very different life from the one that she thinks that she'll have with him. And she ends up staying and helping, um, helping this, this struggling winery do their marketing and social media. And so it's about her trying to figure out her life and what it is that she wants when, all of a sudden, she doesn't want the things that she strived for. 
So this and is they're... written by a friend, good friend of Nicole's and someone that I've gotten to know through uh, blogging and, um, you know, just the many, many times I've spent time with you guys at Book Expo. Right. So, yes, it is the antithesis of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's sweet. It's fun and it's sweet. You know, it it approaches a serious topic, you know, like when you freak out and realize that you've worked so hard and maybe you don't even want to do the things that you thought that you wanted to do. But there's lots of wine and cheese. And <laughs> <laughs> right. And... Um, and just beautiful wine country, so it's fun to read. Well, congratulations to Miriam. I think today is her pub day. I saw her post that on Facebook. Okay, so my last one, I read about this in the preview of audiobooks that I got from Penguin Random House Audio last week. It's called A River of Stars by Vanessa Hua. And um, this premise was kind of interesting. It's about... A young woman who, no, I'm sorry, she's not a young woman. She's a woman living, she's from China, but she's living in LA. She works in a factory and she fell in love with her boss and she's now pregnant with her boss's baby. So she has been basically um, sent off to the secret maternity home to um, have the baby. And it's all about like the other people, the housemates in this secret house who are all, you know, dealing with their unexpected or unwanted pregnancies in different ways. And the two of them escape. Um, I guess the boss was excited for her to have a boy and it turns out she's having a girl. And so, oh, you know, I'm sorry. She's, the boss already has kids. She doesn't already have kids. The boss already has kids. He has daughters. He's finally happy to have a son. And as it turns out, the baby's going to be a girl. So she kind of takes off and, and flees to San Francisco and goes to Chinatown. So um, I just thought it sounded like an interesting book. And um, I've got the audio for this. And maybe I'll pick up the print somewhere and read this at some point. And let's see. I'm trying to see when this book comes out. It comes out August 14th. Okay. A couple weeks, yeah. Those are my August picks. What else you got? Okay, so I read something. It's coming out on August 7th. It's totally nothing I read. Like, I don't know. I read poetry so rarely. I'm just not, you know, it's just not my thing. But this landed on my desk. It's called Perennial by Kelly Forsyth. And I looked at it and it was, it's about someone who came of age or who was a teenager when the Columbine shootings happened. And so she's written a book of poetry about her experiences as a teenager and what her life was like and, you know, and also about the Columbine shootings. And I guess what, you know, from different perspectives, sometimes from the shooters, sometimes from the kids who were involved and just sort of her coming of age. And it was really good. That's Um, probably the first time we've talked about poetry on the show. Probably. And it was one of those things that I got it and it was like, huh. And if not for the subject matter, I probably would not have read it. But 
it was easy. I think I was coming from somewhere. So it was just easy to read while I was on my way from one place to another. Probably took me like 35, 40 minutes to read it. And um, yeah, I definitely went back and revisited some of them. So, you know, if you enjoy poetry, I would definitely check it out. And if you're interested in Columbine and and teenagers and, and coming of age at that time, um, I think it's interesting to check it out. It's also interesting to just revisit it because, you know, Columbine was just so shocking because it, this was the first time that this really happened, mm-hmm. you know, with like teenagers mowing down their classmates. And now it seems like it's just more of an occurrence. Yes. Where schools are so unsafe. So, yeah, just sort of interesting to revisit that. I mean, how long ago was Columbine? God, when was that? Was it even in uh, this was it even in the century? No. Here, I'm looking it up. I want to say that it was probably early 90s? Yeah, 99. 99. Yeah. Of course it's not early 90s. Yeah. Um 99. So coming up on 20 years. Wow. God, that's amazing. It's sad to see just how commonplace they've become since then. Right. And I think that was one of the things that the book just made me think about how, you know, this was something that was shocking once upon a time. And now it's sort of like, you just hear about it all the time. So, poetry. Um, All right. Well, I think we have a nice little selection of books for people who might be looking for something for the later part of the summer. We've got a range there, poetry, lighter fiction, darker stuff. Um, And I'm glad that we're basically doing shows, you know, once a week. Yeah. Um, Because I have so many books that I've read. I have so much stuff that came out at the end of July. So I have so many other good things to talk about. Nice. All right. Well, hopefully I'll have something new to talk about next time. I'm sure I will have finished Everything Here is Beautiful by then, and I'll be further into The Last Mrs. Parrish so I can at least corroborate what you said. <laughs> or you might be really into it. Yeah. You know, I so many people like it, you know. Yeah. I mean, all of those psychological thriller books, I just really feel like it just depends on what mood you're in because they're all sort of horrible. Yeah. You know, horrible things happening to people. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Well, um, we'll we'll check in next week and see where we are with our reading. And until then, happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com. You can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time.